0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome back to my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet, ladies and gentlemen, recording this on Friday, it'll, this podcast will probably, excuse me, be released on Saturday, maybe Sunday, we'll see, but I'm recording this podcast, some, hold on, this is my favorite part of the song. Sorry, I was, I was watching this movie It was called Promare It's, an an, it's a great anime movie, by the way Great movie I, I was like, after I watched it I was like, you know what I'm, I'm happy Oh, frick, my music cut off My YouTube channel or Not my YouTube channel My freaking YouTube page is reloading I itself And I, I just got a freaking ad Fantastic, got an ad But I was watching As I'm watching this ad But I was watching Promare last night I went to bed and I was like You know what I'm happy that I saw that movie, but I don't think I need to buy it on DVD, and then once I listened to this song, Inferno, I was like, man, I got, I, like, I, I may have to buy it, I may have to get it on DVD, I may have to get it on Blu-ray, because I love me some Pro-Man. turn it off! <laughs> so... Anyways, um, sorry, I'm, I'm recording this on Friday. News broke: Jamal Adams is uh, is is having contract issues with the Jets. What a surprise! You know, players having issues with um with getting their contracts done. Um, and the immediate thought from coming uh, coming from Dallas Cowboy Nation is, let's get Jamal Adams. Let's get Jamal Adams. I'll talk about the reality of getting Jamal Adams. Also, I've heard a bunch of BS surrounding Dak Prescott and how Dak Prescott doesn't win any doesn't win against 10, uh, 10 win teams and things of that nature. I'll put that into context as well because that has really pissed me off and I did some research for about an hour. I'm looking into, you know, win percentages and ratios for 10 win teams and stuff like that. Uh, also some CD Lamb stuff. The jersey, I didn't like how he uh, was forced to wear 88 and stuff like that, but then I read an article and It's very very informative. Also, it's like 80 something degrees in my room. It's hot and humid outside. I have all of my windows closed. I have the AC going. It's gonna be 80 degrees in here, and I got the fans going. So um, it's you're gonna hear a lot of fan noise. Like I like I don't like I got AC bills to pay. So like it costs a lot of money, right? So the AC is going to be on, and also fans and stuff like that to try and. Make sure that the AC isn't used that much. Ladies and gentlemen, all of that weird stuff and much, much more right here. 24's Podcast. Excuse me, on 24's Podcast. good of a song is that usually i don't like to listen to the songs that i you know that i have playing on uh, on the podcast for that for, for that long but that song ah oh, it's such a special song and what happens in the movie when that song is playing is so great man i oh man promare is such a great movie can i watch it right now while i'm podcasting please tell me i can watch it right now you know what it doesn't matter i got to get focused up but I also got, it's like a two hour long action anime movie. It has a great story in it. It has great characters in it. It's a great movie. I was like, man, I can't believe it's such, like, I can't believe that. I I, I, I can't believe I didn't think that it was a great movie. And I, and, ugh, it was so good. I know, I know, I, I, I can't even sing it good. It's so good. Anyways, where should I begin? Where should I end? Um, with the podcast. Podcasts. Not with the podcast, but where should I start? Not beginning it, but where should I just start? So, let's do it like this. By the way, um, this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long podcast, probably because I got uh, a lot more stuff besides um, besides some of the stuff that I mentioned. Also, we're going to give out probably... I'm not going to give out postseason grades anymore. Um, I'm, I may still... Actually, I, I think I will um, for each team and what they've done in the postseason, but uh, I've also... I, I have some thoughts on the Eagles' draft, specifically with Jalen Rager. Let me begin with Jamal Adams. So, uh, when the trade deadline last season happened, Dallas was absolutely lambasted um, for not trading for Jamal Adams. I remember everybody talked about it. In fact, I'm about to play you a quote from a very, very predominant uh, media person who was who was criticizing the Dallas Cowboys for not trading. Uh, Jamal Adams or for Jamal Adams. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. And by the way, this person gets a lot of stuff wrong. Jets trade line was embarrassing. Cowboys should have done more to land uh, Jamal Adams. This is this guy's uh, YouTube channel. He's, he's, it's Colin Cowherd. It's, it's Colin Cowherd. He was talking, I'm like, I, I can't, you, you'll know who he is as soon as, as soon as you listen to him. This is Colin Cowherd talking about how, um, I'm watching an ad right now, but he's talking about how Dallas should have done more to get Jamal Adams. I don't know when he'll say it, but when he'll talk specifically about it, but I think he'll just talk about it right now.
1: Three, so that's very interesting. Jerry, the reason you're not better than this, for the third straight year, through seven games, you're four and three, three and four, and four and three. There's a reason because you're not special at quarterback ever since the rookie year with Dak. And I've always said this about rookie quarterbacks. Whether oh wait, hold on.
0: That's the wrong part. Let me try and find it. I think it may have been like early. I think it may have been like right here. I think this is it.
1: Jets wanted a third Dallas offered a fourth.
0: My bad. Let me, let me rewind it just a little bit.
1: Loaded with great quarterbacks. And they agreed on a first-round pick. Dallas said, we'll give you a first-rounder. You give us Jamal Adams. And you know what they argued over? And you know why the deal never came to fruition? It was over, like, a fourth-round pick. Jets wanted a third. Dallas offered a fourth. Jerry, you jumped over a $20 bill to grab a five. This. So,
0: already, that is incorrect. I have no idea, by the way, where Colin Cowherd Got any of that information? That is, it's not arguably; it is inarguably incorrect. What the Jets wanted in that trade for Jamal Adams, what uh, was was first and foremost, they wanted a first-round draft pick. That's the first thing, and he gets that right. Congratulations, you get something very easy right. The second thing that the uh, that the Jets wanted wasn't a third or fourth rounder, because if they wanted that, Dallas probably would have pulled the trigger on that, right? Obviously, it wouldn't have been this year's third rounder. It would have been next year's third rounder, right? So what they wanted was a first rounder and slash or Tyron Smith or Zach Martin. That's what they wanted. For context sake, Tyron Smith is probably the best, if not one of the best, Left tackles in the league because they're trying to rebuild their offensive line. Zach Martin is second when it comes to the guard position, interior, not defensive, offensive line. Um, He's a guard. He's a right guard, right? One of the best, if not the best right guards in the league, probably only second to Quentin Nelson. That's what they wanted. Pretty much what they were probably asking for value-wise was somewhere close to like... I would say... Two first-rounders... And like a third. So Dallas would have had to give up. Because I think Tyron Smith and Zach Martin easily could command a first round and a second rounder. Like easily. Easily. And I'm low balling. Realistically for Zach you probably could get two firsts. He's a, good, he's a good right guard. And you would. I wouldn't blink. If I was the Jets. I, like, I, I wouldn't blink. On giving up two first rounders for Zach Martin. Like he's one of the best. Right. Here's my opinion. Now, when it comes to the Jets and that trade, obviously Dallas was like, fuck you, we're not trading away you know, like so many of our assets, not just draft picks, but players that value, that, um, that their value exceeds, you know, the first round, that exceeds Jamal Adams's value easily. We're not doing that shit. We're not doing that. So people came out and they blasted the Dallas Cowboys. They were like, oh, man, Dallas, and they get things wrong like this. They get, oh, my God, Dallas should, should have given up a third or a fourth rounder. If it was that simple, they would have done that. The reality is that wasn't the case And I said at the time And I heard this I heard this clip from Colin I said at the time The Jets made a poor decision They made a terrible decision And not pulling the trigger with Dallas Because what the Jets could have done If they had just given us a first rounder Maybe a fourth rounder Not given us a first rounder But if we gave them a first and a fourth And they would have given us Jamal um, I said listen We're going to be fine we're going to be fine offensively and defensively. You guys need an offensive lineman. You guys need offensive line men, not just one, multiple. And on top of that, you guys need playmakers, that wide receiver. I'll get into that in a couple of seconds. But at the time, I was like, Dallas didn't lose anything that they couldn't gain later on. So, a couple months later, I was like, regardless of what happens... They're going to have to pay for a position that really isn't going to have, uh, excuse me, not half, but help the position that they really want to help out, and that's the quarterback. Free safety or strong safety, the position that Jamal Adams plays, will not help out Sam Darnold. They play on two different sides of the football field. Jamal Adams is a safety. Sam Darnold is a quarterback. They want an offensive lineman. They want a running back. They want a wide receiver. They don't want a safety, even if he is the best safety in the league or one of the best safeties in the league. So I thought to myself, I'm like, Dallas will be fine. This is going to go well for Dallas. Draft happens, right? Jets, they pick up a first-round draft pick in Makai Becton, offensive lineman, right? Dallas, at number 17th, overall, gets CeeDee Lamb, right? Then, what also Dallas gets, on top of CeeDee Lamb, you could argue, well, um, um, you know, may- maybe the Jets wouldn't pull the trigger on some of these guys, maybe they would, but let's just give it up one-on-one. Or, what, not one on one. Let's do one for one, right? So, Dallas would have given up a first rounder and a fourth rounder. Let's lowball them, right? Or let's even highball them. Let's say third rounder, right? So, Dallas would have given up uh, CeeDee Lamb and Neville Gallimore, right? So, they would have gotten an interior guy and they would have gotten the best wide receiver in the draft for Jamal Adams. And that's it, right? So, looking at that, looking at it now, and by the way, they still haven't paid Jamal Adams, looking at the, uh, the evaluation of, oh my gosh, whether or not the Dallas Cowboys should have traded for Jamal last season, Dallas obviously got out better than the Jets did. They got Neville Gallimore. They addressed their interior defensive line. They got CeeDee Lamb. They helped out Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Let me mute my phone. Sorry about that. They got a lot of guys on that football team in the draft, that they didn't need to get. Hold on. Sorry about that. I don't know why I just got a text. Uh, But they got a lot of guys that they quote-unquote didn't need to get. They didn't need a defensive tackle. They didn't need a wide receiver. But they did, and because they did, in the next couple of years, when Jared McCoy and Don Terry Poe, they, they leave. It could be Tristan Hill or it could be Neville Gallimore. That could be on the inside. If Michael Gallup now wants to leave, okay, if Michael Gallup wants to leave in free agency because he's, he, he's probably one of the best number two, if not the best wide receivers uh, in the league, one of the best number two wide receivers, not one of the best wide receivers, but one of the best number two wide receivers in the league, he could potentially be a, 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 a number one on a team, right? And in fact, he probably is a number one on certain teams because the wide receiving court is very, very bad. But if he wants to leave Now Dallas can be like Oh we got CeeDee Lamb We got, uh, we got uh, Amari Cooper This is what happens When you don't give away first round draft picks And you draft very well Which is exactly what Dallas does They draft extremely well So now the Jets they're like We could have had CeeDee Lamb We could have had a fourth rounder Well, And by the way that's not what the Jets were offering That's, that's what Colin made up But let's just go with the made-up stats Let's just go with the made-up things Let's say, oh, okay, the Jets were offering Were wanting to give up a first and a third Okay, fine You would have gotten CeeDee Lamb, Neville Gallimore What about a fourth-rounder? CeeDee Lamb and Tyler Biedass Or Tyler Badass, which is what a lot of people call him And look at the Jets now they got to they got to pay Jamal Adams and they obviously don't want to pay him max dollars cuz they would have done it by now. As much as people want to be like Dallas doesn't like Dak, right? Dallas doesn't like Dak. They have offered him money that would make him one of the most that, that would make him probably the highest paid uh, football player in the league. They the, the Jets they're not one, willing to do that at all. I'm am going to check the Jet the Jets, excuse me, salary cap. Where is it? Where's the Jets? I'm trying to find their division. Here we go. New York Jets. Not division, but the team. They got 14 million. So they barely got enough money to pay him uh, because they overpaid for Le'Veon Bell. They're paying a lot of money to CJ Mosley. Tremaine Johnson. No idea who that is. Jamison Crowder. I think that's a wide receiver. He's taking up $10 million of your cap. Congratulations. Avery Williamson. How do you have no cap space? You're the Jets. You guys suck. Brian Winters. That better be an offensive lineman. Right guard George Fant Jesus Christ man You guys are paying a lot of dudes A lot of money And you guys suck Quinnen Williams is making 7 million dollars How is he making 7 million? Connor McGovern That's an offensive lineman And then Jamal Adams is making 7 million Right. Long and the short of it is A lot of dudes are making a lot of money That aren't making plays so instead of paying for Jamal Adams And pretty much Throwing away the rest of your special teams Not your special teams, but your cap uh, Because you're probably going to have to pay him Somewhere close to 15 million Instead of doing that You could have Had C.D. Lamb Had an interior, either defensive guy Or an offensive guy It would have been gravy, You would have been good Now look at you, now you got to pay him So a report came out today. Today's Friday. This podcast will probably probably be released on Saturday. Port came. To, a report came out today talking about how Jamal Adams, him and the Jets, their contract talks have staled or stalled. What a surprise! They're like we only have fourteen million dollars. Technically, it's fourteen million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-six thousand, not nine hundred ninety-nine nine hundred ninety-six thousand. What's the What's the exact number? It's $14,999,6212 $14,900, In available cap space That's the amount of money that they got to pay Jalen He wants 15000000 plus How do I know he wants 15000000 plus? Because I got the highest paid safeties in the league right now I got the highest paid safeties in the league Safeties that have the highest cap hits it's Eddie Jackson for for the Bears. He's averaging fourteen million six hundred thousand dollars a year. Kevin Byard of the Titans. He he's averaging fourteen million one hundred thousand. Tyron Matthew fourteen million. Landon Collins fourteen million. Earl Thomas thirteen million, right? Patriots. Devin McCourty. He's getting eleven million, right? And on and on and on, right? So a lot of these dudes. And by the way, uh, I would say. I would say he's, he's up there Jamal is probably one of the best safeties in the league If not the best So yes I would say that Most of the guys that, that are getting paid right now Are probably going to be uh, Like Jamal Adams probably wants As much if not more And he probably wants more Probably wants 15 million And that's the reality of the situation But more specifically Should Dallas trade for Jamal Adams now? Should they give up a first-rounder, a third? No, they should not give up a first-rounder or a third-rounder. Like, haven't you been paying attention? Maybe a first-rounder. But when you look at, but this is GMing 101. GMing 101. You never, ever, 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 ever trade for a player and then max him out. You never do that. That is giving up way too much stuff for one player. You never do that. And I said this kind of uh, either, I think, a couple of months before the draft, a month before the draft, or a couple of weeks before the draft. It was near the draft. It was a couple of months ago, right? I said this back then. I said, listen, I'm fine with who we got. I'm fine with it. Because I think we got Ha Clinton Dix. I, and this is, when, this is what I mean by it was around the draft. Because I'm like, we got Ha Clinton Dix. We got Xavier Woods. It buys you time. Right? But I also thought that maybe Dallas would get uh, Xavier McKinney or Christian Fulton. They didn't get it either. They got CeeDee Lamb. But I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, these guys, Xavier Woods, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, they're going to be our safeties this year. And now you hear talk of, okay, we're going to move Cheeto to safety. I'm fine with that as well. So now you have all of these other options at safety over getting Jamal Adams. And it's, again, GMing 101. Why don't you sign, why don't you trade a lot of assets? Assets being your draft picks and players. Why don't you trade players and then max out that player? Why do, excuse me, not players. But why, why is it such a bad thing to trade high draft picks and then max out on a player? Right? Why is that such a bad thing? Well, the reason why you don't do that is because it gives you so little options to work with. Look at the Chicago Bears, for example They were like, well, we're going to sign Khalil Mack We're going to trade for Khalil Mack Then we're going to max him out And what does that do for the Bears? Well, they didn't have a first-round draft pick this year Then on top of that, now on top of having a, a first-round draft pick I, know, I, I think they had some second-rounders uh, Because of some, some things that they did But they didn't have a first-rounder this year They didn't have a first-rounder last year And because their quarterback is so anemic, so terrible Guess what they had to do? They had to bring in another quarterback Instead of potentially drafting for Dwayne Haskins last year um, another quarterback this year Either it could be Jalen Hurts It could have been um, uh, Justin Herbert Or Tua Tagovailoa or whoever you want Or Jordan Love Whoever you want Could have been, actually been Jordan Love That actually would have been a, an, an interesting pick But because they didn't have a first rounder And because they traded away for Khalil Mack And because they also maxed out on Khalil Mack They don't have any money to sign free agents They don't have the ability to go out And get quarterbacks in the draft And it leaves them just like, with no options, they have nothing, they can't go out and sign players, they can't go away and trade for better players, because they don't have any draft picks, especially first rounders, and nobody wants to trade for a first rounder in, like, the next two to three years, that's way too, like, you don't, like, you don't know what's going on in the next couple of years, you want something that's current, you want something that's recent, you don't want to be like, oh, okay, I'll get, I'll get this, this first rounder in in the next three years, So now the Jets, they're stuck They're like, oh man, like we, gotta, we gotta offload Jamal Adams We gotta trade away Jamal Adams And people are like, Dallas should get him Dallas should max out Dallas should do the dumb thing And trade a first rounder Or a third rounder Or a fourth rounder And then max him out Because he wants 15 million Let me tell you how much space Dallas has When it comes to cap space Right? Now, remember, the Jets, they have $14 million of calf space available. The Dallas Cowboys have $5 million. They would be in the red. They would owe the league more money if they went out. They traded away for Jamal Adams. Then they signed Jamal max dollars, $15 million. Now they're in the red. Now they would either have to shake up their team, get rid of players here and there, because everybody's paid, Right? And then you gotta worry about Leighton Vanderesh coming down the pipeline. Leighton is some guy like, like you can do well without Michael Gallup. You need a Leighton Vanderesch. You need him. So now when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, it's like, wait a second, like they shouldn't do that. Not because Jamal Adams isn't a great player, but because cap space wise, he's not a great fit. That's just that's just the reality of the circumstance, right? He's not a great fit. Cap space, he was—he would be a great fit for this team, on this football team. But how are you going to pay Dak Prescott? How? How? And this goes all the way back to paying your quarterbacks early and often. Because if you—if if you get into a situation like this, where in the same year the best safety is on the trade block, but you also need to pay your quarterback, who are you going to pay? You're going to pay your quarterback. You could have gotten Dak Prescott for 33 million. You could have—what you could have done to make the contract easier was you could have and this is something that I don't understand that the Joneses didn't do last year if you want him to be on a 5-year deal what you could have done was you could have signed him last year added some of the money from his new contract onto last year's contract it would have been a rookie deal and you would have extended his contract for 5 years and got him on a supremely low cap hit but instead like if you paid him 33 34 million you would have probably like you could have you could have stretched out that 33, 34 million. Let's say you want to max him out, 5 million, or not 5 million, 35 million, right? You could have done that, maxed him out, and then split up the 35 million over the course of five years, and you would have even been in an even better position. But now, because you, want, because you made a big mistake, now you're stuck. Now you, you're probably going to miss out on the J, uh, Jamal Adams sweepstakes. And now if you're the Jets... You may have to look, and you may be have to, You may have to take what's given to you, because in this is the reality of the circumstance. Teams know that he wants to be traded, like it's been constantly thought. Like, like um, I remember the GM or somebody like that last uh, last year was like, "We're not trading away Jamal Adams." Or the the GM said uh, the weekend, but not the weekend, but like the Friday or the Thursday before they tried to shop Jamal Adams. They were like, "We won't shop you at all. We won't trade you at all." And then. The week, uh, not the weekend, but the um, the trade deadline was coming up that weekend, and it, like teams were shopping for him. Teams were trying to get him. Jamal didn't like that at all. He he found that dishonest. He found that disloyal. He's like, get me out. They had to reconcile. Looks like that reconciliation hasn't necessarily occurred, right? So now he's like, now 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 the Jets, they're like, well, we don't necessarily want. To trade, not trade, but pay him a lot of money. And teams understand, and most importantly, teams know he wants max dollars, and they're probably not going to give it to him. And on top of that, they could trade for him and max him out. But which team wants to trade for Jamal Adams, either a first round, or second round, third round, however, whatever, whatever you think his value is? Who wants to trade for, uh, excuse me? Who wants to trade for Jamal Adams by using a first, second, or a third rounder? And then max him out Who was dumb enough to do that Is a good question Maybe Atlanta Let's see their 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 cap They got 1 million in cap space How do all these teams that suck Have so little money in cap space Atlanta sucks And they have 1 million dollars in cap space Damn man Who else sucks Detroit You better have some money You better have some money Detroit they got $29 million. Detroit could be a team that could look to trade for Jamal Adams. They got the cap space, man. They, all, they almost got $30 million in cap space. He probably wants $15 million. Jeff Okuda, Jamal Adams, and probably, and Trey Flowers and some other players that they got. And now it's like, okay, now your defense is starting to cook. Chicago, they already have a safety. Philadelphia, they probably don't have the cap space. Oh no they do They have 24 million Who else wants a safety Probably needs a safety I think Indianapolis maybe I'm not sure They got 23 million Teams can do it What about Seattle They probably need a safety What's their cap space 16 million Yeah they could get them They could get them The long and the short of it is As great as it seems Like on paper Let's trade for Jamal Adams. Dallas cannot do it. There's other teams that can do it, but Dallas cannot do it. They literally can't do it. They don't have the cap space. But then more importantly, should they do it? Should they give away a first rounder, then max him out on, on, on a big deal? Fire and forget. While your quarterback still needs to be paid. Keep in mind, your available cap space is only $5 million. You need that 5 million to pay Dak Prescott. You usually like you want to use like 3 maybe 4 million for cap space. So you can have maybe 2 million to sign other players potentially, I don't know. But you need at least 2 to 3 million to sign Dak Prescott. Like 3 4 million technically, right? You don't want to spend that money on Jamal Adams, go into the red and not be able to pay your quarterback. Because that's what would happen. You would be $10 million in the red. You have a specific, it's a hard cap league, meaning that you can only spend, how much money? 200 and, how much, how much money is it? I think it's only like a, like 190 something million or 200 something million. It's somewhere around there. You only have a specific amount of money, right, to spend on the team. Now, because of that, <clears throat> Dallas is almost strapped for cash. They, they almost don't have any more money left, All right? Because they don't have any more money left, if they go out and if they buy, or not buy, but sign Jamal Adams, they're going to have, like, a penalty. They're going to have um, a, a financial penalty, penalty. Jerry Jones is going to have to pay more money to the NFL because he has way too many players that are signed to Mac contract. Would I like Jamal Adams on the team yeah but am I going to sign him sign um, uh, not sign but trade for him trade a big uh, a big amount of assets for him and then sign him no I'm not going to do that I remember um, uh, what, what's his uh, uh, Mike McCarthy he was talking about how you know when we were drafting players especially with CD lamb we were disciplined we were disciplined we were dis- we didn't move up we were disciplined right And that's essentially what you gotta be in this situation You gotta be disciplined You have to have the understanding Like listen man This is gonna work out This is gonna work out for the best And by the For the And what I mean by for the best I mean for the best in Dallas Let me put on a different shirt I'm gonna go skateboarding after this Hold on I'm in my tank top right now It's like 80 something degrees outside Gonna Shred Trying to get back into it I'm still freaking injured Ugh but this is my tank top. I like to wear it. But I'm trying to get some exercise. In. It's like it's 100 degrees outside. I'm starting to get into that summertime weather. Like Jesus Christ, man. It's only May. I remember it was like 90 degrees until like September. I'm not even being like facetious about that. Like where I live it was it, it's it was hot, it was humid. All summer long Until September Deep into September It it didn't get down To like the 80s And then I remember like A couple of weeks ago Like I, I walked outside And it was like a cool crisp 70 80 degrees And then it's like That happened That lasted for like a month And now it's like 90 Once again Awesome Awesome job I love it I love the weather Now Just wanted to I just wanted to be consistent just want it to be good. Now, what else do I got for you today? I said I got a lot. Let me talk about, let me talk about Jalen Rager for a couple of minutes. So, during the Eagles draft, I really, really liked the pick. I was like, that's a, that's a speedster. That's a speed guy. He's fast. I see what the Eagles are doing. They say they want more speed. Blah, 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 blah. And I was listening to the Chris Sims podcast. As I always do, I, I like listening to it. I was listening to that once again, and uh, I was and you know I was like forty something minutes into it when I think this was played or this was talked about let me move this over here. It's like forty forty five twenty I may get an ad. I may get an ad. The page may have to refresh. I'll just refresh it anyways. I'll just, I'll just do it anyways. West Virginia. And I am, sorry, sorry about that. And I got to get an ad. Because <clears throat> that's just how this stuff works. All right. And my internet is shot. Let me switch that out technical difficulties happen on the podcast all the time i'm the best but sometimes it's like hey stuff happens it's all right all right here we go and i'm gonna get another ad fantastic like like the ad paused like it buffered it was buffering during the ad i couldn't do anything about it and i got a a a dumb owl ad and it's not loading again it's like it loads the ad it, it tells me you got an ad in five seconds and then the ad loads and then it doesn't load and then I got to sit here And then I got to watch the, the white little bar revolving and then it says I got two out of two and I only I didn't even watch one I'm, I'm starting to get pissed off All right, sorry All right, here it is. I think he's talking about Jalen raker. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Jalen raker
1: I think so didn't have some bad luck. He had some bad luck I still think he'd probably be on a team if he didn't deal with some of those injuries And he just never got to get his his career rolling. All right. I mean, listen, the guy that I think of, especially that could be along those lines, the one I have big time questions about is Jalen Rieger, the the Philadelphia Eagles pick at number 21. You know, you know, I wasn't as high on Jerry Judy as most people, but I like Jerry Judy. I think he's going to be a successful NFL football player. I'm just not in my mind. I don't know if he was worth the 15th pick of the draft. That's all I was saying with that. Now. Jalen Rieger, you know, I don't think he was worth the first 35 picks of the draft, let alone 21. It would concern me. You know, you know, I'd not it didn't pop to me on tape. He's a little bit stiff as an athlete. You know, the stats and production, like everybody likes to talk about, and you know me, I don't always put all of that, but it wasn't anything special there either, you know. Yeah. And uh then the combine numbers weren't special either. So wait, when I see on film and go, okay, the guy's fast, but not like blazing like everybody's trying to tell me he's fast because in right. the early process it was like, oh, Jalen Rieger is going to run like a 4-2 at the combine and do all of these things. I turned on the film and I just remember going, man, I don't think this guy's going to run a 4-2. Then he ran a four-four-seven. Then I sit there and film and go, man, I don't love how he comes out of breaks and does things like that. Ran a slower three-cone drill than Chris Sims did at the combine. Not a real good thing to be running a slower three-cone time than me at wide receiver. All right, and the five ten five, I believe, was sw- slower than me. So when all those things start to match up a little bit with what I see on film, that scares me. It does. Maybe I'm wrong, and I, you know me, I'll be the first to say I'm wrong. But that's one that jumps out to me. The other one, up. Be- so
0: <clears throat> that was. Uh, I'm. I'm not a tape guy. I'm not. I can't break down tape. I'm not even going to try. I'm a stat guy, I'm not going to, it's not like I prefer, it's not like I say like one is better than the other, I think you need a combination of the two, I'm not a stat guy, or not a tape guy, I'm a stat guy, I like to watch, I like to rattle off numbers, because I think numbers, they can tell a great, they can show a great picture, now tape and stats by themselves, they don't show the the whole picture, they only show part of the picture, I think you need a combination of the two, right, I'm a stat guy, Chris Sims, he's, he's the tape guy, right? So that's why I had I I played him. Because he's the guy that can break it down. And he's a former NFL quarterback. He's like his his dad won the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP. It's Phil Sims. He's Chris Sims. Chris Sims, former quarterback, by the way, in the NFL. And that's why, like, he when he was talking about, hey, it's not as good of an idea, or it's not that good, excuse me, to run a slower four cone or three cone drill than Chris Sims. Chris Sims is a quarterback. Like quarterbacks they don't run very fast. And he's a wide receiver. Now Michael Irvin, he has this theory on wide receivers who are fast, and he talks about how, you know, most of the wide receivers, if not all the wide receivers in the Hall of Fame, I think they, uh, I think they haven't ran faster than a four three zero, like a four three, like all the dudes that are in the Hall of Fame, they've either run a four three or slower. They don't run a four two. They only run a four three max, right? The, the wide receivers, and his theory is. Um, They have to slow down getting in and out of their break They have to be Breaks, excuse me They have to be agilic Right? They have to change direction quickly And that's agility And kind of going going off of what Chris Sims was talking about The drills The three cone drills that he's talking about That type of stuff That's going in and out of your breaks That simulates that type of stuff And he was slower than a quarterback, by the way On being agilic On testing his agility Right? Then you look at his 40 time. Because again, the 40 time is really, really important for speedsters. Right? Speedsters. So you look at his 40 time. It was a 4, four seven, 40 How fast is that comparing to other football players? Well, CeeDee Lamb, I got him. And everybody talks about how CeeDee Lamb ran an incredibly slow 40. Here it is. C.D. Lamb ran, I think, a four-five-one. Pretty sure he did. I got it on my uh, my freaking my computer right now. Oh wait, wait, wait. Here it is. I actually have the YouTube of it. I'm gonna look it up right now. Let me mute this. Actually, I don't need to mute this. I just need to shut this off. I don't know why my internet is going so slow today At first I thought like my computer was hot or whatever It's just like I mean I downloaded a video game But it's like Like a 39 gigabyte video game And it's like every single time I download something My internet just like gets shot like that For like a day And then it just goes back to normal So now I gotta do this I gotta Freaking do this I gotta switch some stuff up And it's like Are you going to load the video? Please load the video. Oh, my God. I'm going to get an 18-second ad, by the way. It's just not loading. Here we go. Here it is, finally. So, Sadie Lamb, he's 198, 6'1", 5'8". Don't know how, don't know where the 5'8s come in. Keep in mind, he gets a bad start on this 40 time, and he runs a 4.51. All right. That's considered a slow forty. Now, Jalen Rager is supposed to be a speedster. His forty time is four four seven. He's only .04 seconds faster than Ceedee Lamb, and he's supposed to be a speedster. The speedsters in the league, the Henry Ruggs the Thirds, he ran a four two eight. Devin Duvernay and somebody else, I think Antonio Gibson. I think they ran four three five or four three eight, right? So they got some juice to them. I think even Justin Jefferson ran like a 44440. Right? He ran a 444. 40 right? So even he was cooking Fodies. Jalen Rager, he wasn't cooking Fodies. Speedster, who isn't very fast. That's a problem. But then you look at his production. Now, production for speedsters, it's different, right? Like let me let me. Pull up Tyree Kill's numbers really, really quickly here. Uh, Let me pull it up. Let me get his numbers. We'll go from there. So, uh, when a lot of people think Speedster, a lot of people think Tyree Kill. That is not the case. Tyree Kill is he a fast guy? Yes. Can he take the top off the defense? One thousand percent. But is his only asset his speed? No. He can actually run routes. Okay? So when I look at Tyreek Hill, he's been in the league since 2016. He's had 2,000-yard seasons. The last—and by the way, the reason why he didn't have a 1,000-yard season last year was because he was hurt for a couple of games. But he still had 867 yards—or not 867, 860 yards. He had 14.8 yards— uh, per catch, he had 7 touchdowns He still had a pretty damn good year Then the best year Where Patrick Mahomes won the MVP Tyreek Hill had 1400 yards 12 touchdowns, 87 receptions uh, 17 yards per catch like, Tyreek, Hill, Tyreek Hill is a very very good Scratch that He's a great football player right? But he does other things Besides being able to run fast What was his 40 time? What oh, was his 40 time again? It was four two nine, right? Now keep in mind, Tyreek Hill is known as a speedster. He's known as a speedster. He's a he's a fast guy. He ran a four two nine forty. Jalen Rager ran a four four seven forty. And why does this matter? Why why does four? Why, what's such a big difference between four two nine and four four seven? Well, kind of being almost. Like an average athlete to significantly above a, uh, average athlete, like four two nine versus four four seven over time. Like if we're running a hundred yards and if I'm running a four two nine forty and you're running a four four seven, like it's gonna show up when it comes to separation, just because of my raw speed and athleticism. It's gonna show up. That that that'll probably equate to like a couple of yards of separation when it when we when we're done running a hundred yards, right? So, this whole notion that Jalen Rager is a fast, speedy guy, not correct. And then the worst thing is, you look at his produ- his production, and I kind of compared and contrasted, right, when it came to Henry Ruggs III and Jalen Rager. So, Jalen Rager actually has 400 more yards than Henry Ruggs, right? He has like 400 yards. Like, uh, Henry Ruggs has 200 in his fr- freshman year, 741 in his sophomore, 746 in his junior. His touchdowns in his sophomore and junior years were 11 and seven. Jalen Rager and his in his you know college career, great production comparatively to Henry Ruggs. Like if I just blanketed, like if I just like put the numbers behind a curtain, you wouldn't be able to guess who was who, right? Jalen Rager actually has eight touchdowns. Oh no, never mind. I thought I was looking at his attempts. Never mind, never mind. My bad, I read that wrong In fact, Henry Ruggs is way better production Never mind <laughs> He has 8 touchdowns uh, in his freshman year 576 yards, 9 touchdowns in his sophomore year uh, Not 11,000, but 1,000 yards And then 5 touchdowns in his junior year 611 touchdowns There's a strong argument to make that Henry Ruggs had a better quarterback Than Jalen Rager Which is why his numbers fell off so hard um, You could definitely make that argument but when you look at Henry Ruggs, his production was way more consistent in some areas, like in touchdowns. Even though he it fell off again, probably because his cut. Excuse me. Oh my God. His uh, his touchdowns fell off probably because of the quarterback that he had in his second or third year, or technically in his third year. And on top of that, I looked at Jerry Judy's numbers as well. Jerry Judy, he had fantastic numbers, but he's more consistent. As a route runner And even then With Henry Ruggs You could kind of say The same thing Where you know These guys that are fast That are speedy But they don't necessarily They're they're not good route runners And that's what's going to give you That consistent separation That you constantly want In the NFL Let me take a swig of my water Because I'm starting to like I mean I've been I've been running my mouth Stupidly fast Sorry Starting to get lightheaded I'm talking so fast Let me calm it down The long and the short of it is Speed guys They got issues And their issues usually are Is that they don't necessarily Have the agility that you would want At the wide receiver position right? A lot of people have great Phrases and terms like Speed kills man, speed kills Speed kills man Speed kills It's like yes, but you don't necessarily have to have 429 speed to Outrun a DB You know The more I look at the Jalen Rager pick, the more I don't like it. I really, really don't like it. Like, when you consider what Henry Ruggs' role was within his offense, it wasn't to be a possession wide receiver. He's not supposed to have a lot of yards. He's not supposed to have a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of numbers. He's not supposed to. Like, he's got, I think, two other uh, 1,000 yard wide receivers. His job is supposed to take the top off the defense. And that's what he did. He had 18 yards Per catch in his final year at at, at Alabama, I think Jalen Rager. What was his numbers? He had fourteen. That's that's not very good, man. What was his long? I don't know. I don't know. But it's with Jalen, I don't. I like Justin Jefferson ran a faster forty, and he was there for you. So. Let me look at Jalen Rager's 40 Maybe I'm missing something Maybe his 40 Maybe he didn't test well because of other things But then it's like But then you you, you think about The 40, not the 40 cones the, the drills that they had The cone drills and things of that nature And how And how like he didn't test well In those aspects Like that's Like that's not very good man Hold on. Alright, so I'm watching it right now. Let me check out his 40. I don't know if they have both. It looks like this guy only has one. Yeah, he ran a 447. Uh... Let me try and see if I can't find both of his forty times, which it it just looks like his official his best time was four four seven, and you always take a player's best time, not their worst time. They get two shots at it. I'm trying to like find both of his forties, not just like one. Showing off Chase Claypool. Is this every single wide receiver? Wide receivers run the 40. Chris Finnick. And my internet is shot once again. Now I'm just waiting. I did something. Let me kind of just make sure. Uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to, no, I don't think they have both I think they only have one And that's it It looks like they only have one I'm not going to look too hard for it But yeah, he ran a four-four-seven. 4 CeeDee Lamb ran a 4-4 uh, Not a 4-4, a, uh, a 4-5-1 Long story short, Jalen Rager That draft pick It worries me It worries me I think John Hightower ran faster 40 Than Jalen Let me just take a peek John Hightower, by the way Is another guy that the Eagles drafted John Hightower Sorry about that He's another guy that the Eagles got To be a fast guy To be a burner To be a speed guy And I think he ran a faster forty than than Jalen Rager, so, like it's 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 uh it's not very good. Again, if my internet will load, my computer is cool. That's the most important thing. It's it's cool. It's run. It's not it's not hot. It's just cold. But man. My internet shot today Let me just do this Bang bang Like I had all my tabs pulled up I have like 20 tabs Right pulled up I'm ready to go right now And I got a lot of other topics to talk about today But Jesus Christ Is this running so slow Like I got tabs I got the information Like I just need you to Just to to work what Apparently they don't have John Hightower's 40 What do you mean you don't have John, Hy- John Hightower's 40 I'm going on NFL's Like their, their, their website And they're like 404, 404 We don't have John Hightower's uh, John Hightower's Freaking 40 time, what do you mean It's the official website of the NFL How do you not have his 40 time I gotta, like, I gotta go it's not, my, it's not even my internet I don't even think Going on a different. Oh my God. This irks me. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm irked. Now I got divisional standings. How hard is it for me to look up. God damn it. Like, how hard is it for me to look up John Hightower's numbers? Just tell me his numbers. And it gave me the same error. It's not my internet. It's the, it's the NFL. They suck. Multi-billion-dollar franchise, multi-billion-dollar organization. They can't have working web pages. Trick, please. He ran a four-four-three forty. He's faster than Jalen Raker Like, you didn't get a speed guy. You got like you got somebody who runs slightly, slightly faster than Ceedee Lamb. When CeeDee Lamb doesn't have a good start on his 40 time. That's who you got. Sweet baby Jesus, man. Did that take forever to, to freaking to do? Sorry about that. Let me talk about Dak Prescott here for a couple of minutes. So yesterday, I was very, very specific in how I handled Dak Prescott um, and his acceptance or technically his... Not his acceptance, but his... um the contract offers that he was getting, like, a lot of people were like, Dak Prescott wants $45 million annually. Um, I actually read the fine line. I, I, I read that he wants $45 million in the last year of his contract. And people lost their freaking mind because they didn't understand that uh, the salary cap is going up, the market is going up, uh, quarterbacks are probably going to average around late 30s, early 40s when it comes to... Uh, and by late 30s, early 40s, I'm talking late $30 million, early $40 million on average when it comes to their contracts in the next two to three years. And with Dak, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense that he would get $45 million annually because his contract would be stretched out and it would be, um, and, it, and it was a projection. It was like $43 million in, in year five. And then I was like, it would make sense to kind of structure the contract like that in some ways, but he would be getting more money. I don't know how he would be getting more money, but... Whatever Um, I I did the math I did everything But I also prefaced it By saying that Dak has not asked For 45 million dollars Annually He wants it for one year And that's the fifth year Doesn't want it annually Just to put that out there People ran with it Because people want To write stories And I disproved that Turns out I didn't need To disprove that Because like 10 hours later Not even 10 hours later Like a couple of hours later uh, it's reported Dak Prescott Was not asked For five, di- for $5 million dollars Or not wasn't asked But he did not ask For five million For not five million But forty five million dollars So Chris Sims He goes on One oh five point three The fan And then somebody else It looks like Adam Scheffler, Schefter And somebody else Was talking to people Within the Cowboys organization So this isn't Dak's people This is the Cowboys uh, people from Dax uh, from they didn't talk to Dax Camp. This is the Cowboys. If my webpage will load, which apparently it does not want to load. Please load. So. Hmm. Uh, uh, like, I'm, I'm on USA Today's website It's not loading So, pretty much um, The quote is from Jory Epstein Talk of a five-year, $175 million offer to Dak Prescott Nothing's changed on his side Dak wants a four-year deal from Cowboys He's not entertaining offers of more than four years Guarantees structure of contract are important Beyond potential max value That's what Dak Prescott wants and I've been pretty consistent on saying he has won four years, not five years. And he has been pretty consistent. The reports have been pretty consistent on saying that he wants four years, not five years. So when I heard that he had wanted $45 million for five years, like what, what Chris Sims probably did, and this is something that insiders do all the time, but they don't necessarily like realize this, is uh, he got played. He got burnt 1,000%. Whoever the source was burned him. 1000%. And I don't know who the source was that burned him. He says he talked to somebody close to Dak's camp. I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know who that is, you know, cause he's an anonymous source, but the source that he said, that's close to Dak. Um, I don't know if he's close to Dak. I don't know if he was close to the situation. Actually, let me go back and get the full quote here. I don't know if he said close to the situation. Oh, this is the quote. From what I know of the situation, and I know from some people who are in the know, that he's been offered five years, $175 million. He wants a four-year deal. If they do agree to a five-year deal, they would really like a big number at the end of that fifth year to cover their butts for what the market might be at the position Five years from now and i've heard he's asking for somewhere like north of 45 million in that fifth year by the way i didn't even cover i think yesterday that he that that he had said north of 45 million i was just like the idea that he wants 45 million isn't that far off but now hearing that quote and kind of rereading that i was like that's even more ridiculous he does not want north of 45 million that's ridiculous But yeah, that was fake news. <laughs> I'm like the long and the short of it is, I was like, yeah, Adam Schefter, um, Ian Rappaport, I think they came out. One of them, one of them came out. I, I can't tell the difference between the two. Um, they both came out and they were like, nope, that's not true. And they are the actual insiders. Chris Sims, by the way, I like him a lot. I used him as my as my tape guy. He's not an insider. He's just he he watches tape, and he got burned by who? I don't know. He's an anonymous source And he will stay anonymous But Chris Sims got burned It happens One of the final things that I'll talk about today It's also the reason why I'm Clicking a lot on my mouse Final thing I'll talk about today One of the final things uh, This notion that Dak Prescott doesn't win A lot of games against 10-win teams and, um, and, And that's bad that that's really really bad. So let me give you Dak's record against teams with ten wins in the last four years. Uh, I also got some other quarterbacks as well. Technically, not even some other quarterbacks. I got the most winningest quarterbacks uh, in the last four years as well. Those are Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. By by the by, all Hall of Famers. So Dak Prescott's record uh, records during the last four years against. Teams of uh, with ten wins is two and two, one and three, one and two, and then zero and five, in chronological order. So two and two was 2016, one and three was 2017, one and two was 2018. Uh-oh. Excuse me, I just hiccuped and then burped, and then 2019 was zero and five, right? So obviously Dak Prescott does not win a lot of football games when it comes to ten win teams. Against teams with 10 wins Or more, right? Doesn't win a lot Oh my god, Dak Prescott and, and it really irked me To see people were like You know, last year Dak Prescott doesn't win games Against teams with um, uh, Against 10 win teams He's 0 and 5 And things of that nature And I was like Okay, and? A lot of people don't win games uh, Against teams that, are, that have 10 wins So then I did the math I, I looked up the numbers I was like who actually wins football games against teams With 10 or more wins Because I wanted to be sure I wanted to be accurate And most importantly I wanted to be intelligent Wanted to get it right Don't be right So I looked it up Looked up Russ's numbers Looked up Drew Brees's numbers Looked up Brady's numbers Looked up all these numbers And by the way These four quarterbacks Are the most winningest quarterbacks in the league Despite how people feel about Dak Or Brady They've won the most football games in the last 4 years, all of them. And most of them are Hall of Famers. So, during those 4 games or 4 seasons, Dak was 13 and 3, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 8 and 8, right? And looking at his numbers here, you can see the seasons where he obviously had like great years, great numbers, right? So, in two thousand and sixteen, he went two and two against ten win teams. He went eight and eight, not eight and eight, excuse me thirteen and three. He won a lot of football games during that season in two thousand and eighteen, where he went ten and six, he won one of two games against playoff teams where you know not playoff teams, but teams with ten or more wins. The seasons where he didn't go to the playoffs, he loses a lot of football games like when he's eight and eight or nine and seven. 0 and 5, 1 and 3 Respectively against teams with 10 or more wins In that season So what do you think these other guys have Numbers wise What do you think these other guys have When it comes to their ability to win Against teams of, uh, With 10 or more wins In a season What do you think their win-loss record is I'll give it to you anyways So When it comes to Russell Wilson, Drew Brees Tom Brady, I'll do it in, you know, chronological order, year by year. I'll do it player by player, right? Russell Wilson in 2016 against teams of, you know, by the way, hold on. Let me preface this by saying this. I want you to have this in your thought. And I kind of want to put this on your brain. What should be the expectation for teams of, you know, for, for winning games against teams with 10 or more wins? What should be the expectation should it be that you're going 600 600 as in winning 60% of your games Should you go 500 Meaning that you should win half Should you go 300 Meaning that you only win a third like what, what do you think the ratio should be All right. Have that thought in your mind Because uh, some of the numbers May surprise you So Russell Wilson When his team went 10-5 and in 2016 was 3 and 2 against playoff teams pretty much. Not not I shouldn't say playoff teams, against teams with 10 or more wins. 2017 when his team was 9 and 7, 2 and 4. I was worse than Dak Prescott. In 2018 where he went 10 and 6, his team was again 2 and 4. Again, worse than Dak Prescott. The ratio is the same but the numbers of losses worse than that Prescott. When his team went 11 and 5 in 2019, 3 and 2. You may be saying to yourself, "Well, man, like even like like even when Dak has winning seasons in 2016 and 2018, 2 and 2, 1 and 2. That's not very good. That's below 500. In 2018, 2016, it was 500. Russell Wilson actually has winning records. Oh wait, I got Drew Brees. Check this out: Drew Brees in 2016, when his team went seven and nine, one and four. Drew Brees in 2017, when his team went eleven and five, two and four. Drew Brees 2018, thirteen and two. Take a crack at it. What do you think? Which losses do you think were the thirteen and two losses? The ten win teams. He was one and two against ten win teams. Didn't win a lot of football games against ten win teams either. Again, one of the most winningest football players in the league in the last four years. Can't beat, can't beat ten win teams consistently. The only guy that can, and I'll talk about Brady and Russ. Those are the only two guys that can pretty much beat ten win teams. Drew Brees. Only has one season where he goes 500, exactly like Dak Prescott in the last four years, and that was last year when he went one and one and um, uh, against ten win teams, and went eight and three as a quarterback. His team went 13 and three without him. They didn't lose a football game. Okay. So Russell Wilson only has two seasons where he wins more football games than he loses against 10-win teams. Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, only has one season where he goes over 500. That's not very good when it comes to win percentages. Like, when it comes to blanket win percentages, you don't want to have 500. You don't want to lose more games than win. That's not very good. I'll get onto why... It's okay that some of these guys are lo- In fact, not okay. It's acceptable, and it's the standard to lose more football games against ten win teams. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'll finally get on Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Probably the only exception to the rule. Two and one in 2016 when they won the the Super Bowl. They went 11 and one with him, 14 and two as a football team. Only lost one game without him. 2017. They went 3 and 2. Against 10 win teams. Went to the Super Bowl. By the way, these 2 years they went to the Super Bowl. 13 and 3 by the way was their uh, was their record in 2017. 2018. He went 4 and 0 against 10 win teams. 11 and 5 was their total overall record. Then in 2019, he finally fell back to being a human being. He went 2 and 3. His team, I think, was 11-5, right? His team was 11-5? 12-4. 12-4, right? Do you want to know why guys like even Russell Wilson, who had two seasons, last season in 2016, there's a reason why, you know, you can have a bunch of losses against 10-win teams on your resume and be fine. First and foremost, 10-win teams are the best teams in the league. The reason why... It's okay for a guy like Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and Tom Brady to, to lose to these football teams that have 10 wins It's because they're some of the best teams in the league It's just that simple Now you can't have a season where you literally lose every single football game against them Like in 2019 That's how you lose and that, Not lose, but that's how you miss the playoffs But Dak could have beaten Minnesota He could have beaten Green Bay And he could have beaten the Saints it was close it was, They were all like One score games Like even Even Green Bay It was almost A one score game It could have Like they could have won it Their offense was fantastic That day But the defense Just gave up so many Freaking points That Prescott also had Three turnovers But the defense Didn't play very well That day anyways Despite the turnovers It's like Yeah you're gonna play bad Maybe not bad But you know It's gonna be hard For you to overcome The turnovers But like they weren't overcoming that bad defense. Like they just let Aaron they let Aaron Jones have four touchdowns against them. Like it was bad. It was a bad day for the Dallas defense. But my point is, is that Dak could have won a lot of the games that he lost. And the thing is, when we're talking about winning divisions and winning football games and winning and, and going to the playoffs and in the Patriots case winning Super Bowls, and they're always the one seed and they always win football games and stuff like that. When it comes to winning it's okay to lose to the 10 win teams. What you can't do is you can't lose games like the Jets. You can't lose games uh, like the Vikings, where you could have won one game and, and had Dak be one and five. And that's literally all you would have needed, right? Because a lot of these teams, like Seattle, like the, uh, the Saints, the Patriots, even the Cowboys, they destroy their divisions, right? Haven't you noticed that? Like the, the most winningest teams, they beat up on their division. It's very very factual. It's like, well, you know, because it's how you get easy wins, man. So this whole notion that it's like, oh my gosh, like you gotta you gotta go out there and beat a bunch of great teams. Nope, not the case. All you gotta do, dominate your division. That's how you go to the playoffs. The years where you don't dominate your division, you make it really really hard on you for uh, really really hard on you. Excuse me to win football games. Really really hard on you. On yourself more specifically
1: As I unplug
0: my computer So yes Would you prefer To win a bunch of football games Would you prefer That Dak Prescott Would, would have won all those football games That these guys would win More football games Yeah of course However The reality is As I have just proved to you And I, I I literally went on A stat website Pro football reference You can look all this stuff up Look up the last four seasons For these guys I got all of their year by years Or years, excuse me All of them They don't win They don't win a lot of football games Unless, again, you're Tom Brady Unless you're Tom Brady You win a lot of football games Against teams with uh, 10 or more wins But for the most part, you don't Most teams don't And then on top of that These are the most winningest quarterbacks And they're They got 500 below 5 Like Drew Brees is terrible Against Teams with 10 10 or more wins Terrible He only has one season No, yeah He only has one season Where he has 500 uh, Where he goes 500 Against 10 win teams Uh, It's just that simple And then when you look at How many games they play Against 5 win teams The volume of games Like you don't really play That many games Five at the most Looks like that's the case to me For some teams Other teams it's a little bit more But for the most part It's somewhere between like four We'll say four and a half Like ten plus one teams You're going to play annually If you're in the first place schedule if If you have a first place schedule For the most part And most of these teams They have a first Or they have a second place schedule You really only have to win two games That's it I go on average Against ten win teams because you got five That you're playing up against You really only have to win against two To be a playoff contender That's it Then you beast and feast on your division And all the other weaklings in their divisions And bada bing bada boom And the playoffs Just two Just two the years in which Dallas went to the playoffs, 2016, 13-3, number one seed, it looks like, in the conference and I think in the entire NFL. Maybe not. Yeah, the Patriots, they were 14-2. But in the conference, 13-3. Dallas was 500 against teams with 10 or more wins. 2019, not 2019, 2018, Dallas was 1-2. All right? You don't have to win a lot of football games. You don't have to win a lot of football games against the 10 win teams. You only just have to be above water. You only have to be barely below 500. Maybe not barely below, but like 25% or something like that. Or 20%. Like that is the win ratio that you want. Like 20% out of five wins. You, like that's what you want. You want to win at least two games. Two out of five. You're in the playoffs. No, not twenty, it's like forty, technically. Right? It's like yeah, it's like forty. Sorry. Forty percent. There we go. I had it backwards. I, I was like two I was thinking two for twenty. You need to win like forty. You're good. That's it. But you get chances. You get chances. And Dallas is gonna have a lot of chances to beat a bunch of ten win teams. They're gonna play up against Seattle. They're gonna play up against the uh the, uh, the Vikings, they're going to play up against who, uh, the 49ers, the uh, uh, what, who else? the Rams, they're going to play up against the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to play up against the Steelers. So they're going to get shots. They're going to get opportunities for teams that are good teams that could potentially be 10-win teams this year. All they've got to do is win two. They're going to the playoffs. Now if they win more than two, this is when you get into that, that Tom Brady bracket where you go two and one, you go three and two, you're a pretty good football team. It's not just about optics It's not like, oh my god, he just won Just lost five games Let's put that in perspective What about Brady? What about Breeze? What about Russ? Oh wait, they're all like 500 or worse Or slightly above winning Like they are bad at winning 500 Or not 500, but they are bad at winning Against 10-win teams Like like average Not average, but 500 to 400, that's where you want to be and you can tell the seasons Where Dallas went didn't go to the playoffs Because they they lost the most games Against 10-win teams they, they didn't have that two-game mark That they needed I'm just going to minimize all these tabs now I got like How many? Four times four? 16 tabs? Sweet baby Jesus Is Zach Prescott a, um, a quarterback that can win you That can win you a lot of football games Yep is he a team that can go Is he a guy that can win uh, Against 10 win teams Yeah 1000% Could have done it last year Coaching staff held him back Don't worry Don't worry They'll get another shot They'll get another shot next year What else do I got for you today Oh yeah 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 The C.D. Lamb jersey I myself did not want C.D. Lamb to wear number 84, uh, 88, not 84, because he he wanted to wear number 10. And when I heard that C.D. Lamb had decided, okay, I'm going to wear number 88, I was like, oh, no, that's, that's bad. That's really, really bad. But I got in my feed this article of uh, about C.D. Lamb talking to Michael Irvin, right? because I thought that it was just Jerry Jones and stuff like that. So goes into uh, you know him saying, initially I picked 10, but here's here's what he had to say uh, because he reached out to Michael Irvin. And Michael Irvin didn't disclose everything that they talked about, but CeeDee Lamb did. He says, we talked about, and, and this is Lamb to Michael Irvin, obviously the playmaker, 88, one of the best of the best. We talked about the tradition and the respect I had for him and that number, not about any pressure, but how much of an edge he's giving me by wearing that number I'll repeat that sentence one more time Not about any pressure But how much of an edge He's giving me by wearing that number No matter where I look When I see myself I'm going to see 88 It's going to always remind me Of who of who wore it before me Right So he's talking about Embodying that number embodying the persona of that of that number the embodiment the jersey what that means not only to cowboy fans but to um but but to Michael Irvin and Dez Bryant as well Michael Irvin he he just he talked about it in such a perfect way he talked about how essentially like you know when guys pass when when you know hall of famers pass and their jerseys are in the rafters essentially right he talks about how you know they have a day they have a day and then they get their rose. And that day is their rose. You know, that's the day where everybody remembers them. But because Dallas doesn't retire jersey numbers, because they keep the jersey numbers alive, it's like, guess what? Their day is every single Sunday. The day that they get a rose, the day Drew Pearson and Michael Irvin got roses on their legacy was was the days when Des Bryant went up like a bald eagle and snatched a football out of the sky. They were proud of him They were proud that they wore that jersey And they wore it right That they repped it hard Michael Irvin is proud of his legacy that he left behind Uh, Drew Pearson is extremely proud of the legacy that he left behind So is obviously Dez Bryant as well I think there's 11 Cowboys in franchise history that have worn that number Really there should only be 3 Because I don't remember anybody else And it looks like there's either going to be an 11th or a 12th guy that's going to wear it And that's C.D. Lamb He goes further on to say, kind of going more in depth with the situation, just kind of understanding the tradition and how much that number means to this organization, and then how much of a foundation that number holds itself. The great legends before me and what they've done with that number, it's kind of like, why not keep the tradition going, you know, this is lamb again. Obviously, they didn't retire the number for a reason, so just trying to keep the legacy of 88 going in Dallas, that doesn't sound like Jerry Jones convinced him of wearing the number. It sounds like Michael Irvin did, because I think when 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 Michael Irvin heard, like, oh my gosh, we, we drafted C.D. Lamb, I feel like C.D. Lamb was like, he wanted to wear 10 to not be disrespectful to 88, but more importantly, I don't think he understood how much these other guys like Dez and 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 Michael Irvin have have wanted him to wear that jersey as well if he wanted to and he wants to because he realizes the significance of it now Drew Pearson he said something like you know he doesn't believe that CD Lamb should wear it if he if if it's just to honor somebody else you know it's it's cow it's it's you know we're not trying to honor you know uh, uh, Jerry Jerry Lamb we're, on, we're trying to honor Drew Pearson and and Des Bryan and and Michael Irvin, like it's a, you know, it's a completely different football player, there are completely different football players, and that's why they should honor that jersey, but I think CeeDee Lamb now has the proper context of why he wants to wear that jersey, of why he's going to wear that jersey, instead of it just being a favor to Jerry, I think it's going to be like, hey, like, I'm the next guy up, and the thing that I like about it, in some ways, is that he didn't want it. He wanted to kind of do his own thing. He kind of wanted to be his own person, but it's like like I was like, "Man, like he's 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 damn near perfect for wearing that jersey." So I'm excited to see CD Lamb play in 88. I saw him working out. Let me let me try and find that workout where he was running around and stuff like that looked like he was running routes and stuff like that. Uh. Trying to find the workout. Let me try and type in his workout. Yeah, here it is. It's um they keep on showing this exact same workout on the NFL network. It's some it's some guy that's helping him with his footwork. And it looks like CeeDee Lamb is just going at full speed. I'm not going to lie to you. And when I saw this, if my freaking webpage will load. This is going to be the final thing that I talk about today. I also have to uh, today I'm going to cast two podcasts. I'm going to kind of get back into that swing of things. Um sake, man. Are you kidding me? Now what page isn't loading? Like Now it loads. Like as soon as I try to reload it. Okay, here we go. So, CD Lamb is working out with um with probably one of, like he he's apparently one of the best foot technicians um for athletes, right? When it comes to them running routes and stuff like that. So, CD Lamb is working with this guy. Will this webpage load? Okay, for some weird reason, I can load another webpage, and CD Lamb won't won't load. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But I actually do have like like I'm I'm gonna watch this. I want to watch it. I want to watch it live. I think it's giving me the same issue, seriously, it's an 18 second video, it shouldn't be this hard to load, whatever, I'm just gonna exit out of those two, but the video shows, actually, you know what, that pisses me off, I'm going, I'm gonna find that, I want to find that video, I want to find it right now, I'm going to reload it. Technically not find it, but I'm going to reload it. Seriously? Yeah, it's just it's just not loading the page. Anyways, sorry. But the um but the video itself that he I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm going to look up this guy's Instagram and I'm going to pull it up. What's his Hold on. What's his handle? are you serious, wow, this has got to be one of the worst podcasts that I've had with my internet ever, like ever, are you kidding me, footwork king on Instagram, okay, and it's like, it's literally this only webpage, it's literally, that's it, that is it, because I can load Instagram, no problem, It's just this one video on YouTube. I can't load it. I can go up. I can be like, I'm going to load this guy. I'm going to load up this guy's Instagram. Trying to find CD Lamb. He's working with a lot of dudes, by the way. Let me try and find CD. Uh, That's not a... Where's the video? Just let me play the video. I have to sign into Instagram to play a video? That wasn't like a thing like two weeks ago. I don't want to sign in. I just want to look at the video. Oh, my God. <sighs> whatever. It's an awesome video. You know what? I'm looking it up on my phone because it's not doing it on my computer. I'm just going to look it up on my phone. I'm watching this video. I'm like, no, I'm not even going to be on my data or not on my data, but on my internet. Hold on. I'm just going to go on my data. How do you like that? You're not going to kill my vibe. How, okay okay I'm like I'm like how is my data plan not loading it's the data it's and then let me turn off my phone or not my phone but let me turn down my phone but I'm like how is it, how is it not loading up it's like it's a data plan it's like so CD Lamb they're showing him change direction and they're showing him just getting in and out of his breaks and being super explosive and violent in an athlete like they're showing him just being awesome right bang bang and as he's coming in and out of his breaks, the uh the coach is throwing him sticks and stuff like that. And I mean he's just He he he's he is so fantastic. I can't believe they screwed up the draft this much, man. And they're showing him just ah. CD Lime is awesome. He's awesome. That was not worth the effort, but I'm not a quitter. Ladies and gentlemen, uh this has been Twenty Podcast. Probably the hottest podcast ever because it's literally like a hundred degrees in my room. I got all these fans on and stuff like that. Like, frick's sake, it's hot. What happened to my... Hold on. Now my sound on my computer isn't even playing. What, like, what, what? Like, I, I opened up my song and it's not playing. Why is my song not playing? Let me try it. let me try it again You think I'm, bo- like, I'm, I'm, I have the song on my computer And they're like, we're not gonna play it Play my song It's not playing my song Oh my god If you're wondering what's going on It's like, like I, I have an outro song That I like to play It's not playing it I can't play it I can't play my outro song. They're not allowing me to play it. Why can't I play my outro song? This is starting to get me really pissed off. Nothing is playing. Nothing is working. This podcast is going to hell. Starting to get really pissed off. Like I've never had this many issues in one podcast where it's like my internet is shot, I can't play videos, I can't play songs. I I literally only played one song at the beginning. You know what? piss off. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not even going to try and get this work. I've wasted way too much time already. Um thank you for tuning into the podcast. I apologize for I I don't I, I don't know what was going on. Maybe it's the heat, but it's like I, I my computer is is it's kind of hot. It's not it's not hot. It's like it's actually colder than it usually is when I'm running, like, a bunch of things when, when it's really, really stressed. When it's, like, when I'm running, like, OBS or an editing software. Like, I close some of my apps, and it's just, like, I don't get it. I don't get why it's so freaking, like, why it's struggling to do some of the stuff that it's doing. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's it for today's podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Um, if you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Cast and Radio Public Literally, where you can find any podcast, you can find 24th Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast, a lot of podcasts, a lot of, a lot of me saying podcasts, until my next podcast, it will be better. I hope you have a fantastic day, and
1: I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.